Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 12th edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year, we'll meet the four students who competed as finalists in this year's moot court competition. Monmouth College is now a test-optional institution when it comes to admission, and Vice President of Enrollment Management Kristen English will tell us what that means. And Sports Information Director Dan Nolan will preview a very exciting upcoming weekend for Fighting Scots Athletics. Monmouth's moot court competition was held earlier this week. It opened on November 2 with 13 students in competition. Then the finals were held on November 5 with four students competing in the Morgan Room of Polling Hall. The students debated the legality of states' and cities' attempts to enact gun control measures. Emma Hildebrand, a political science major from Menden, Illinois, was awarded this year's top advocate. The judges for the final round included two Monmouth faculty members, Professors Mike Connell of Political Economy and Commerce and Sarah Kitch of Communication Studies. The third judge was Illinois State Supreme Court Justice Thomas Kilbride. He previously has served as the court's chief justice. Emma argued on the side of the respondent in the final round, and she said it was an interesting and educational experience. Um, so I argued uh, in support of the constitutionality of a uh, regulation on guns. I learned a lot about uh, Second Amendment uh, legal precedent that I did not have any knowledge about prior to, you know, studying this test and studying or studying the case and studying the information within the case. Um, it, it's interesting, and especially going forward with the Supreme Court most likely deciding this case next summer sometime, it'll be very interesting to see how they decide the case, and I think it'll be even more exciting now that I am aware of the content of a lot of that case. Emma was one of three finalists in this year's moot court competition who plans to attend law school after they graduate from Monmouth. But Emma says she doesn't necessarily see herself working in a courtroom. Probably not. I am applying for law school right now, but I'm looking to use the law in a, a different kind of context, uh, probably uh, heavily involved in the government and politics and um, public service. Um, I would like to uh, utilize my knowledge of the law to be a legal counsel for uh, office holder and possibly hold office myself one day. Joe Donner is an international studies and French double major from Arlington Heights, Illinois. He's been a moot court finalist in the past, and he also plans to attend law school after he graduates from Monmouth. Uh, I learned a lot more about uh, the history and uh, the rulings of the Second Amendment and how the Second Amendment has been treated in the past. And uh, as always, I learned a little bit more about how to argue a legal case and how to treat a legal case when you're preparing to talk about it. Uh, well, after Monmouth, uh, I'd like to go to law school. We'll see if that happens, uh, but that's the idea. Hadley Smith-Heisler is a history and French major from Valley City, North Dakota. She's twice been named top advocate in Mood Court, and she also plans to be in law school next fall. Um, I think it's gotten easier for me to make my arguments more legal arguments. I think it, initially I worried a lot about the delivery and a lot about... Um, 
as I was very insecure at the beginning about sounding like a lawyer. And so I think it's gotten easier to worry less about sounding like a lawyer and, and start to worry more about making sure that I understand the case and, and be able to think on my feet. Jared Hankinson is a communication studies major from St. Louis. He says that moot court taught him a lot about history and the law. I definitely learned a lot about the functionality of um, history and past court decisions in making um, modern court decisions and decisions about um, modern day events. And it was um, it did definitely a great learning experience. Unlike the other three finalists, Jared doesn't plan to attend law school after Monmouth because he has other exciting post-graduation plans. So now I'm going into the Peace Corps uh, following graduation. So I know there are a lot of opportunities um, and doors that open, you know, following a return from a stint in the Peace Corps. So as of now, I'm just keeping myself focused on that. And then uh, what happens, happens afterward. Those are the four finalists who competed in this year's Moot Court competition. A big shout out to Mammoth political science professor Andre Audet and Wackerly Center for Career, Leadership, and Fellowships director Marnie Dugan. They coordinated a great event once again. To read more about the Moot Court competition, check out the story in the news section of the Mammoth College website. And that address is mammothcollege.edu slash news. Earlier this year, Monmouth College announced that it will adopt a test-optional admission policy for students who apply for admission to the college beginning in fall 2020. The new policy reflects the college's values, and it also helps reach students who are underserved by higher education. Joining us to discuss what test-optional admission means is Vice President of Enrollment Management, Kristen English. Kristen says a test-optional admission policy gives students more choice and it allows the college to learn more about students who want to attend Monmouth. A test-optional admission policy means that when students submit an application for admission to Monmouth College, they can choose whether or not they want standardized test scores to be a part of that application. So there are a lot of different uh, factors that we can consider when deciding whether or not to admit a student to Monmouth College. And a test score is one among them. But what we've learned over time from the data is that perhaps a test score doesn't tell us quite as much as we thought it did. And some students really feel that their test scores are a reflection of their academic abilities. They line up well with their GPA. They they tell a story about the truth of, of who that student is academically in terms of their potential and other students feel like that is is not quite as true for them. Their test score doesn't reflect what they've demonstrated they're capable of in, you know, four years of high school GPA. So test optional basically just gives students more of a choice. If you're proud of your test score, if you feel good about it, great, include it. If you don't, you no longer have to submit it to be considered for admission to Monmouth. A test optional admission policy also makes Monmouth more accessible to more students. I think access and equity is is one reason that was really important to us. There's a, a lot of data about uh, bias in standardized testing and access to accommodations in testing, for example. Um, but mostly the decision was based on evidence that 
high school GPA is statistically a much better predictor of college GPA than an SAT or an ACT score. Um, Over a thousand colleges and universities nationally have made this change, including selective institutions. So this is, you know, not new and unique to Monmouth. Uh, All of the colleges that have made that change have measured this over time, and they've seen consistent Uh, retention rates and graduation rates. This is not something that's designed to undermine academic profile. It's just, uh, you know, we're leaning into basically what was already a holistic review process. We want to get to know the whole student when we consider whether or not we think they have the ability to be successful at Monmouth and, and not just, you know, a number on a piece of paper from a test they took one time. Kristen says that a holistic approach to admission gives Monmouth a more clear picture of its prospective students. All of our counselors read every application that comes into the college. So it's it's not simply metrics that are kind of going into a computer and if you're above this line, you're in, and if you're below this line, you're out. Um, we read the details of every application a student submits. So everything they tell us about their interest in Monmouth, if they submit an essay, letters of recommendation. We look closely at the high school transcript. So obviously students have a cumulative high school GPA, but there's a lot more behind that. We We look at what classes are they taking, um, how are they doing in those classes, what do the grade trends look like. For example, is the junior year stronger than the freshman year? We're looking for specific courses sometimes, Algebra 2, for example, four years of English, uh, foreign language is always nice to see. So we're, we're also interested in, you know, how did how did students learn about Monmouth? What, what kind of things are they interested in participating in? outside of the classroom? What are they intending to major in? We really want to make the best informed decision we can, and the more we can know and understand about a student as we consider that, the better. And Kristen says that a test-optional admission policy is closer to the spirit of the Monmouth experience. We hope so. We try to manifest what we think is the Monmouth College experience in, in every aspect of our recruitment process. So getting to know a student as well as we can, um, but also really providing as much kind of personalized attention as we work with them as possible. You know, the, the college selection process and, and choosing and searching for a college is, is really overwhelming for a lot of students and families, especially when you factor in cost and financial aid and location. And we want to be as supportive as we can to make sure that ultimately the students we admit and the students who choose to attend Monmouth are a best fit and, and set up to be successful. That's Vice President of Enrollment Management, Kristen English, To learn more about Monmouth's test optional admission policy, check out the admission homepage on the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash admission. It's going to be a big weekend for Fighting Scots Athletics. The men's and women's soccer teams are competing in the Midwest Conference Tournament. Women's basketball is getting underway. And on Saturday afternoon at April Zorn Memorial Stadium, there will be a football game between Monmouth and some college from Galesburg, Illinois. Joining us to talk about those events and more is Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. He's the man behind MonmouthScots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. For the first time in Monmouth history, the Scots women's and men's soccer teams qualified for the postseason tournament in the same year. 
We're making soccer history this weekend. This is the first time ever that the men and the women have qualified for the conference tournament in the same year. And as luck would have it, we're both playing in Galesburg. So uh, kudos to the Knox Prairie Fire for winning the regular season. So we got to play kind of a home game. Uh, although it's it's in Galesburg, it's close enough. And, and as luck has it, uh, also the women are playing at uh, 11 o'clock. They'll be playing Cornell over at the Galesburg High School field. Uh, and then the men will be playing at two o'clock against Knox at Knox College and it's just the, kind of the way the the pairings worked out uh, that uh, fans can go and watch the women at 11 got time to grab a quick bite to eat and then go watch the men play at two o'clock so hopefully both teams will be playing on Saturday also but what a, a great uh, weekend for us uh, you know the women um, uh, lost that heartbreaker in overtime up at Ripon uh, last Saturday but they had already clinched the spot uh, they uh, stuck around watched the men and the men, the men blanked uh, Ripon three nothing, and won the uh, the fourth and final spot. Uh, so it was great. The women actually stormed the field after that to celebrate with the men. So it was a great, a great Monmouth uh, uh, weekend up at Ripon, and, and we're hoping for another great Monmouth weekend over in Galesburg this week. For the 131st time, Monmouth and Knox College will meet on the football field. It will be this Saturday afternoon. Kickoff is set for 1 o'clock at Bobby Wall Memorial Field at April Zorn Memorial Stadium. Monmouth has won the last 20 games against Knox, but Dan says the Prairie Fire will roll into Monmouth ready to end that win streak, the longest in the rivalry's storied history. Uh, there's a lot riding on this. You know, we clinched the conference uh, division uh, south division last week but we could still be tied if we lose to Knox. so there's a lot of motivation there to not only keep our our win streak of 20 straight wins going and make it 21 but also to win the south division outright and and we need to beat Knox to do that Uh, it should be an interesting game Uh, you know they're going to be fired up and and that's you know kind of a, a date that they've got circled on their calendar I'm sure and and for us uh, it's it's a chance for us to get back to playing the way we were uh, earlier coach Braun had, had mentioned that we'd taken a couple steps back here in the last few weeks and we need to get that swagger back and and uh, get ready for the conference uh, championship uh, game uh, next weekend so we want to get going on a, on a good note last weekend in Knox County it was a huge one for the Monmouth cross-country programs you know, cross country had their conference championships last weekend. They've got regionals next week, but uh, they're going into that regional on on a pretty high note. Uh, the women were second in the uh, in the conference, and the men were also second, which was a little bit of overachieving for the men. We we were thinking maybe fourth or fifth, and uh, the men just had a great great uh, weekend. Uh, Griff Morrill was uh, second in the Midwest Conference, and uh, the guys just ran to a second place finish. Uh, really a, a, a great finish for them. Uh, Riley Doolin and uh, Tanner Heupel also got all-conference. And then for the women, they had five all-conference runners. So uh, they did very well also, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what they could do in the regionals this uh, this next weekend. And then on, on the women's side, uh, Caitlin Allen, uh, the lone senior for the women, was all-conference. Great fitting uh, ending for her uh, conference career. That's her third conference uh, finish. And then for the men, you know, we'll be graduating uh, Mike Bursell, uh will be uh, graduating uh, for us on, on the men's side and Tanner Heupel. So, you know, we're losing those two, but the men coming back for next year have a, a pretty good core group. So really excited about next weekend and next year. And as fall sports wind down, winter sports will officially start this weekend when the women's basketball team plays in a tournament down at McMurray College. 
women's basketball gets the jump. You know, the NCAA uh, approved last year, uh, starting the schedules a week early. Uh, so Kyle Wilson's got his team in a tournament down at McMurray. So he'll be playing Friday and Saturday. So we get a, a great uh, jump there and see if we can't come away with a couple of wins. And the men open next weekend at home. So uh, basketball season is here. So I uh, hope you're ready for some indoor sports. That's Mammoth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MammothScots.com, your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. To follow all Mammoth College Athletics on Twitter, go to MC Fighting Scots. Of course, for all of Mammoth College's social media accounts, check out the bottom of the homepage of the Mammoth College website. That address is mammothcollege.edu. And that's going to be a 30 for this 12th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2019-20 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day. Thank you.